my dudes, my name is Tiffany. Welcome back to my series, Internet Analysis, where I like to research and discuss things relevant to social issues and media. Today's topic is, is Twitter philanthropy? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Legit part two. Yes, I made a video a few months ago about Twitter philanthropy when I first discovered that people were giving away money on Twitter. And I was wondering, is this a scam? Why are these people doing it? What's in it for them? Is there a catch? So that video was mostly about self-proclaimed inventor of Twitter philanthropy, Bill Pulte, as well as Mr. Beast, who at the time was collaborating with him on a lot of giveaways. So if you wanna watch that video, feel free. So at that time, obviously, people already needed help and things are pretty rough for a lot of people. But now we are in a recession caused by the global pandemic and it's causing a lot more issues. Obviously, a lot of people have lost their jobs or lost hours. And here in the US, the government and state aid responses have just been completely inadequate for the most part. And a lot of people are struggling. So in this video, we are going to look into Pulte and others doing Twitter philanthropy, as well as some other examples of social media figures trying to raise money or help out in their communities. But before we get into the video, I've got to give a shout out to today's sponsor, Blinkist. Blinkist is an app that collects all the best insights from over 3,000 nonfiction books, condenses that information into 15 minutes that you can either read or listen to like a podcast. So if you're like me and there are an infinite amount of books that you would like to read but don't have all the time to, this can be a great way for you to get all of those main points without having to read every single book on your list. However though, Blinkist does now offer full-length audiobooks. So if you are interested, premium subscribers get up to 65% off the regular retail price. So I'm gonna show you the app and some of my current favorite picks. Recently in quarantine, I've been watching a lot of HGTV, so I just have like home buyer fever, even though that is a dream that is years away. But I would like to read books about real estate and buying homes, so that I'll be informed when the time comes. There's this book called Zillow Talk, which honestly, title alone, love it. There's also another on my list called Buying Your First Home. And then unrelated to home buying, um, Elena Tabor here on YouTube has a book club and she recently read Sapiens and now I am very tempted. So that is on my list as well. So if you are interested in trying out Blinkist, you guys can click the link in the description and the first 100 people will get a full week of unlimited access. And I think 25% off the subscription if you're interested. Highly recommend, get some knowledge real quick. We love that. 
All right, let's get back into the video. So obviously with all of the economic uncertainty and instability that's been going on, there's been an increase in charity, philanthropy in general, but specifically there has been an increase in Twitter philanthropy. And of course we have to start with Bill Pulte himself. Bill says, I wanna use my platform to help people and give them tools to help themselves. So I explained more of this in depth in the first video, but basically Pulte has two avenues. He collects donations to his organization, Team Giving, and they disperse the money to people in need, different campaigns. But Pulte also uses his own money to fund his Twitter giveaways. He's constantly tweeting things like, hey, I feel like giving away 500 bucks today. Where's my notification fam? So obviously in light of this crisis, I think a lot more people are more desperate in terms of where they will turn to for help. And I think a lot of people are turning to the internet and things like Twitter, just literally throwing it out there just in case they might get someone's attention and be able to get a donation. And in a recent interview about Twitter philanthropy, he said that his requests for money have gone up 10 to 20 fold. So Bill started a new hashtag, Twitter food bank, to help specifically feed people and their families. And again, this is crowdfunded, so he's encouraging people who have the means to donate some money so that that money can go to people who need it. So those donations, again, go to Team Giving and they disperse the money, but also sometimes people donate to each other in the comments because you just drop your cash app and maybe someone will send you money. So I spent a couple hours reading through Bill's last few months of tweets and I noticed that he often encourages people to share their story naturally, but he also said that he encourages people to share video as kind of proof of their situation. And this is one of my biggest problems with Twitter philanthropy, and that is that people are often compelled to share their trauma very, very publicly. Team Giving retweeted families receiving their $100 all day, including their names and images. The giving here is inspiring in some ways. People really are struggling and it's heartwarming to see strangers on Twitter expressing their solidarity with others by sending money directly. But hashtag Twitter food bank has many of the same downsides as the use of GoFundMe and other crowdfunding vehicles. It's both a reflection of the inadequacy of the government safety net the government has more resources to help people immediately than private donors ever will, and an imposition on the families asking for help. Families often find it embarrassing and an invasion of personal privacy to be forced to lay out their personal financial lives in detail so they can beg strangers online for financial help. The nature of crowdfunding creates a kind of competition where struggling people have to compete to craft the most compelling pitch to potential funders. There's something demeaning about being forced to put on an elaborate presentation in public where anyone on the internet can see you in order to keep your family fed. So I think those are all really great points of explaining why I personally feel uncomfortable making people participate in these kind of giveaways. Obviously no one is forced, it's all by choice, but it is sad that people feel like this is their last option. And also it's unacceptable that our government doesn't do enough to help people to where this is the only opportunity they have to feed their families. Anyway, on a lighthearted note, let's uh, read more of Pulte's tweets. He just kind of fascinates me in a lot of ways confuses me also. So most of his tweets are obviously about his giveaways, how he wakes up in the morning, wondering who he can give money to, teasing the next giveaway. While I was looking through his tweets, I saw this point where he was asking if he gave people money to buy and hold gold for 10 years, would you do it? Amazing, you just bought gold with my money. And then he was also encouraging people to buy stock in McDonald's. 
I'll send you money, you save half and invest the other half. I'm giving money away today so people can buy gold and also keep the cash. Why? Because many governments have printed too much money and I want some of you to save gold. Okay. I laughed because literally like a week or two before that, he had tweeted, my lawyer is making me write this. I am not a licensed doctor, lawyer, financial advisor, accountant, or therapist. Don't listen to me. And I was just so confused because this guy is literally an investor. He of all people knows how risky it is to selectively invest in very specific stocks that are already very popular and very expensive. But whatever, my, my main beef is Obviously right now people are in need of cash, not a partial share of a stock. How much do we bet that Pulte is gonna start calling himself the inventor of Twitter investing? Could be a new thing. Another big part of Pulte's Twitter is calling out the haters with a capital H because apparently criticizing or questioning his donations makes you a hater, which definitely includes me. And if Pulte ever sees this, I'll probably know cause I'll most likely be blocked on Twitter. The haters invent ways in their own selfish minds to get angry about people giving away their own money. You can't make this stuff up. I love the people who are chirping behind my back RN. The haters. Meanwhile, they haven't given away a dollar to people today. They're just busy building their brand and ego. We love them anyway. A few months ago, people who are nameless for now tried to stop me. <laughs> I can't. Tried to stop my giving money away on Twitter. Can you believe that? Now we are in a world war against the virus and giving away money on Twitter is the most popular thing in the world. That's a claim. Never let haters win, win by doing good. Now that tweet had the most Trump Twitter energy by far. Now let me address those accusations cause I feel like I fall under the umbrella of the haters. I don't mind you donating your own money. That's fine. But I think people might have questions about your motives. You know, are you doing this for the good press? Are you doing this for your reputation as a philanthropist? Maybe people are just concerned that people might be getting scammed because people are getting scammed, not by Pulte himself, but by Pulte impersonators. Just because people are critical doesn't mean they're haters. Most likely though, Bill is referring to people like this who believe that he is a scammer. Hashtag Pulte scam. There's a lot to look into. I'm not gonna get into it in this video, but feel free to research if you would like. I think that myself and other people who are concerned about this aren't mad about the donations, but it's just the fact that charity and philanthropy cannot solve all of these problems because they're due to systemic issues. It goes a lot deeper than a Twitter giveaway could ever fix. It also just pains me to see people take advantage of vulnerable people who need help. Because a lot of times people doing these giveaways are doing it for the clout. Yes, they're doing some good if they actually are giving out money, but they're also benefiting from it and gaining followers and whatever. And I just, I don't like that. And truly our governments are the only things capable of helping all of the people that need help on the scale that they need it. We need to raise taxes on the rich because obviously extreme wealth inequality is exacerbating the problems right now. That's a big reason why so many people are struggling is because they don't even have a few hundred dollars saved for an emergency, let alone enough money to survive months unemployed through a pandemic. People live paycheck to paycheck. They don't have any savings at all. They're overworked, they're underpaid, housing is too expensive. So yes, anyway, I think a lot of us haters might just be a little bit critical and not like fawning over these philanthropists like, oh, Bill, you're doing so much good. 
even if he is doing good, which I, I guess he is, we're still allowed to be critical, we're still allowed to question things, and we're still allowed to be upset at the bigger problems that won't be solved by Twitter philanthropy. One giveaway at a time, I guess. But actually though, continuing to look at Pulte's Twitter, he's actually been popping off about some populist issues, and I actually agree with him on some of these things. He has a hashtag bailout humans Twitter campaign, which is about giving people money faster than the government is able to, which is true. I mean, again, people need money right now and the government has been lagging. A lot of people are still waiting on that one-time $1,200 stimulus check if they're even eligible for it. A lot of people are still waiting on unemployment payments. So he has a point there. He tweeted, our bailout humans movement has gained international attention. Major news networks covering it. People are fed up. Put humans first. Just a little pat on his own back, but you know. He's talking about Congress paying less attention to the people than, say, corporations. There's going to be a massive uprising across the USA. Bad CEOs are cutting the line in front of human beings, and we will fight it. The government is running out of money for small businesses. How about redirecting money from the bad CEO of Boeing Plane Company and give the money to people who need it? The government isn't giving their money to these bad CEOs. The government is giving your money to these bad CEOs. Hashtag bailout humans. Anyway, I will probably always feel conflicted about Pulte just because I don't like his like self-congratulatory air. He's like, oh, like people need help and I'm here to help. I wake up wanting to help people. Like even if it's true, don't tweet it like that. You know, we get it. You love helping people. And that's great. No, like, honestly, it is great. And I know people are gonna be like, why are you being rude to him just for donating money? He's doing more than you, which, sure. I get it, he's helping some people and he's encouraging other people to donate and help as well. So that's a good thing. I give you credit, Pulte. So let's continue with more Twitter philanthropy. And this is one example that I actually like, which is H3H3, Ethan and Gila. They are giving away $500 to three people for 100 days. So originally they were giving it to two people each day, but then they got an extra donation from someone. So now they have the extra money to give $500 to three people every day for 100 days. Gila and myself are super excited to announce that we will be giving away $100,000 over the next 100 days here on Twitter. Food banks and shelters are both excellent choices, but we figured there's no better way now than just giving out cash for groceries, utilities, etc. With that being said, we are happy to announce HELP, Gila and Ethan's Lazy Philanthropy. Love the name. We call it lazy because we've made it as easy as possible for everyone to participate. So every day they tweet out their daily tweet. All you have to do is retweet and comment your PayPal email address or PayPal me, whatever. In 24 hours, they choose the winners, announce them, and then the next day goes up. So it is pretty straightforward. And there are a lot of things that I like about this. First, I like that it does not require like following because that's been part of my problem before. I'm like, are people just trying to buy followers with these giveaways? Because sometimes. And in case you're wondering why you have to retweet and comment, you have to comment to leave your payment account. Um, and according to Ethan, you have to retweet to be able to use the Twitter bot to select winners randomly. So there you go. And I like the amount. I know that some giveaways are like $30,000 to one lucky person, but I think that $500 is a substantial amount of money to where that can really help if someone needs to pay a couple of bills or they're short on rent, but it's low enough to where they can give to more people. So I think that that was a good choice. So speaking of Ethan, he recently had some drama about apparently donation shaming Jeff Bezos. 
So a little bit of background, Jeff Bezos had pledged to donate $100 million to Feeding America, which is huge, wow, $100 million. But then people calculated that that is 0.08% of his total fortune because he is literally the richest person on the planet. And a lot of people do this when super rich people donate, you like to kind of put it into context and see what percentage of their income or net worth it equates to. If a million when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply dollars to Jeff Bezos is like five dollars to me. That changes the scale of things? I did not check that by the way. I have no idea what that equates to. Much worse. When Bezos spends 1.7 million dollars, that's like the average American spending one dollar. So sometimes people are like, okay, yeah, he's giving a lot of money, but it's really like nothing. Like it's a very, very tiny, tiny amount of his wealth that he certainly could not miss. And to compare, Twitter's Jack Dorsey had pledged $1 billion, which is about 28% of his net worth. So I think nobody could argue that is huge, that is a massive donation. So anyway, Ethan had just said something like, yeah, Jeff Bezos is the literal richest person on the planet. He should be donating. And if anything, he should be donating more than that. And some people are like, you're donation shaming. Money's money. How dare you? Are you donating however much of your worth? You're rich you're a hypocrite. <sighs> Exhausting. But here's the thing, Jeff Bezos is one of the few billionaires who has seen his wealth increase alongside the coronavirus pandemic. At the time of writing, Bezos's net worth has increased by almost $25 billion since the beginning of 2020. I just can't imagine like defending Jeff Bezos for any reason. He earned his money, he's donating, it's nice, don't be mean. I'm sorry, I just can't take those arguments seriously. Jeff Bezos is as rich as he is because he takes advantage of his employees. His business Amazon is literally destroying millions of small businesses. It's monopolizing almost everything. Nobody should have so much power or so much money in the first place. So I think if you are one of the richest people on earth, you do have a moral obligation to donate, especially in emergency situations like this. I'm not gonna praise Jeff Bezos for giving away this tiny sliver of his net worth. Though yes, it is $100 million. I'm still like, yeah, that's like the bare minimum that any decent billionaire would do. You know, I don't know. On that note, billionaires should not even exist, all right? Continuing, um, I found another influencer helping out, which is Elijah Daniels, Cult for Good. So I had seen this on Twitter when he started this, I think in March. He was collecting donations and buying supplies to build these kind of hygiene kits for the homeless communities in LA and then they were planning on expanding to other cities. I don't know if they were able to yet, but it was really great. He was out there himself passing out the kits and those kind of products are always really, really necessary, but especially during this crisis, personal hygiene is even more important and even more difficult for people experiencing homelessness. So I think that was really awesome. I love to see influencers doing good shit. 
Also part of his cult for good was his cult mask initiative to donate masks to hospitals and to include the masks in the kits. So all around great, thank you Elijah. And another example I had thought of was Tana Mojo's 1111 project. I unfortunately still watch Tana as an extreme guilty pleasure and I had heard her talk about this and wanted to look a little bit deeper into it. So the first thing I saw was that she was donating the proceeds of her Dizzy hoodies and apparently raised over $100,000 from those sales already. And then on the 1111 website, it says that they've raised about $9,000 through donations. So this whole 1111 project was like vaguely described as economic relief for people. So if you guys need help in any way, you need money in any way, go ahead and go to the 1111project.com and fill out a form and we will help you. But people were confused because they went to the website and couldn't see how to apply for help. So some people thought it might be a scam. But on the website, it clearly says that the money that 1111 Project raises supports Feeding America and Pandemic of Love, which was created to match patrons with people who need donations. So people either in their communities or who can just send money are matched up together so that they can help either fill up a tank of gas or buy some groceries or pay a bill. If you guys need any help with anything COVID-19 related, the 1111 Project has literally given thousands and thousands of dollars to people already and matched so many people in need of so many things with sponsors that want to help them. And the third organization that they support is Elijah Daniels Cult for Good. So side note, Dustin Daly made a video about this. Is it a scam? And in that video, he said that he donated to Tana's project and that the PayPal receipt said that the money was going to We Are Verified, which is Tana's manager's company. And We Are Verified is actually listed as one of the sponsors of cult for good. So my theory is that the 1111 project isn't an actual thing, it's just a name, but that all of the operations are going through Jordan's business, which, I mean, the whole thing is all very um, not transparent, and when it comes to donations and money, uh, that gets very messy, and I would never trust Tana to be transparent <laughs> about anything, and I definitely would not trust her with donations. We don't know for sure if her merch revenue from the sweatshirts has gone to these organizations. We would just have to take it on her word, but if you were considering donating to the 1111 Project, I would just donate to the other organizations directly. And the last thing I wanted to talk about in this video is the idea of mutual aid. So I'll get into that. What is the difference between mutual aid and charity? Charity is usually by religious organizations or nonprofits, and they usually have some kind of a qualifying factor. So you have to meet the kind of eligibility or verification to be able to receive help. But sometimes charities might exclude people who are struggling with addiction or LGBTQ plus people, non-Christians, undocumented people. Essentially the problem is the people at the top of the organization get to decide and dictate who is worthy of help. And obviously that can be very problematic for communities that are already vulnerable and then get denied the help that they need. Mutual aid, people band together to meet the needs that the government is not satisfying. Mutual aid projects are a form of political participation in which people take responsibility for caring for one another and changing political conditions, not just through symbolic acts or putting pressure on their representatives in government, but by actually building new social relations that are more survivable. Mutual aid isn't just for those big weather disasters, it is also for the daily routine, life-threatening disasters of capitalism and white supremacy. There are so many mutual aid project possibilities, like food projects like Food Not Bombs, 
projects where people organize temporary housing for people coming out of prison or foster care by opening their homes to each other. Child care collectives where people watch each other's kids so they can go to political meetings, court, or jobs. We're going to take matters into our own hands and help each other survive right now, rather than expecting help from the same systems that have a clear history of causing harm. So for example, the Black Panther Party used to have a free breakfast program. And these programs were very successful. Obviously, kids performed better in school when they were fed. Unfortunately, the government and the police worked hard to try to destroy the Black Panthers. And after they broke up, the program ended. But the success of their breakfast programs put pressure on the government to have their own public school breakfast programs. The Black Panthers also had free medical clinics, community ambulance services, and legal clinics. I'm reading a book on the assassination of Fred Hampton, and it talks about a lot of the Black Panthers' work, as well as other activist groups um, that did very, very important work and were very concerned with social justice and lifting people up from poverty and really having a strong community to protect each other from the evils of capitalism, <laughs> etc. Anyway, now we've reached the end of the video. I hope it made sense. Sorry if this one was a little bit disjointed. I've been under a lot of stress and pressure with um, finals coming up and everything. Also, I'm about to have dinner, so I'm very hungry and my brain is just done. But anyway, in general, please keep helping your communities. Keep sharing organizations or fundraisers that are helpful. Keep donating, keep volunteering if you can, if it's safe. I will put some resources and ways to help below. Also, big thanks to Eric for helping me write and research this video. It's been really great to have somebody to bounce ideas off of. If you wanna follow Eric on Twitter, I would highly recommend. He's got some great political tweets. And of course, don't forget to check out Blinkist if you're interested, link in the description. All right, thank you guys for watching. Let me know what you think about charity, Twitter philanthropy, mutual aid. And of course, if you have any organizations or tips or anything you'd like to share, please tell us. And I hope that you guys are all doing okay. I know times are still crazy. Everything is still very confusing, but we just gotta take it day by day. And I'm not gonna serve you up any more platitudes. It's time for me to have dinner. Okay, thanks, bye.